Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. So anyways, it, they have asked us to release, and honestly, it's, it's really just an honor to be able to be up here. So um, with that, we, we've been praying, interceding, people have been giving words and structures for this week, and... Um, uh, we, as a family, have been working on the pillars for a while. And right now what we have is four pillars. Uh, what we have is blood versus blood, ministry of reconciliation, walking in him, and knowing. Within that, there are foundational steps and understandings of how you walk each one of those out. So what he's done is he has given me a prophetic vision of what that looks like because what we're presenting tonight is the stairs um, to the second floor. So this is what he showed me how it looks. Normally when I saw it in my head, it was like, there's like four pillars and you just walk to the side and there's like these wooden staircases and you like walk up there. Um, but what he has expressed is that like, I was I was starting to draw and he's all, nah, that's not, that's not how I was putting it. So anyways, I tried to make this as 3D as possible, but there's, there's four uh, pillars that are holding up the structure of the bottom floor. And in the middle, there's the staircase going up to what is going to be the next level or the next uh, foundation to the second floor. And that is what the apostles will be bringing back when they come back. Um, but with that, the house has been giving has been given almost like an assignment while they're on assignment. Um, and this word came from our spiritual sister, Pamela Lowry in Florida. And she had released that the, the assignment of the house while they were gone was to build the stairs, to be able to have access to that next layer. Um, and so that's basically what we're presenting tonight. And with that, it's almost like it's a recap or a pause. And I don't, I don't know if you guys uh, are caught up on our Kingdom Airs Vox um, for live. That is kind of how we communicate as a family is we have a, an app called Voxer and we just all talk on there. But um, our apostle Tanya released that uh, what the next two weeks is, is almost like if you're running a race and you're, you're like running a marathon and you have to like pause for a minute and just like shake it out and like crack your neck and like crack your back or whatever that may be to like get yourself a little bit more in order. Take a pause um, and just make sure that you are in a place where this foundation is secure enough to be able to have something planted on top of it. Because if this isn't strong enough, the entire thing will crumble when they try to plant something out. And then with that, if you don't have these principles down within each one of these, um, you won't have that access to the second floor. Does that kind of make sense? So Jason's going to release here and just um, really pay attention to those things that the Father might be presenting as like, this is where we could be doing better. Or this may be like, you've got most of this. I want to add one more piece or just that, that little clicking of like, okay, well, I'm missing this one area because without that, we may be missing a step or we may be wherever. Um, and so just really be watching out for that. I do want to just explain that, that picture more so we can, 
we can really get, you know, what it's trying to represent. So there's a, there's a foundation level that's built. You can't, when you're building a structure, you can't go vertical until you have a solid foundation, right? So when we talk about getting into heaven, operating from that dwelling place that we have in heaven that we've, that we've called to operate from, when we talk about coming from the secret place, when we, when we talk about um, ascension and, and tapping into those heavenly realms that we, we before hadn't tapped into or hadn't fully understood, if the foundation is not shored up and if the foundation is not solid, if you try to go vertical, it's, it's not going to work, right? Does, it, does that make sense? If, if, if you want to go vertical, that foundation has to be set. It has to be strong. It has to be grounded. It has to be rooted. So understanding that the order that we've even had these, these revelations released and, and, and presented to us, that the way that we've received these, that years past leading up to the time that we're in now has been a long time of building that foundation, right? Now that that foundation is there, we've been given the revelation of these pillars. And on these pillars, the pillars are going to be the, the, the supporting structures that allow us to build those steps to get to that, that next level, right? So visualize how, how a building or how a structure would be built. There's not just suddenly a, an appearance of, of, of a second floor or of another level, right? There's, there's a process that you have to walk through. Um, there's checks that you have to go through in order to, to get to that next level. Does that make sense? So when you, so when you see this, this picture that Amber, uh, that, that she drew, understand that that's what is trying to, that that's what we're trying to convey in that. Okay. Um, I'll share a quote real quick and we'll see who can tell me yeah, we'll see who can tell me which, which, uh, which founding father told or which founding father uh, said this. It says, "At this moment in time, the foundation is set and the first level of the home is being built. You have to understand now before you build more." Does that sound familiar? No. Who said that? I think I threw everybody off with the founding father. Um, it, it was a founding father. It was it was Apostle Justin Brewer. Um, ha, gotcha. Um, before we before I, I move on and start getting into some more like detailed items and start going through some some different notes and things like that. Um, I want to, Amber, if you could help me and maybe even one other person help me, I want to pass out pens and notes. Um, if you don't have, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to what, to what Missy was saying a little bit ago about, about being challenged tonight. And I want everybody, if you don't already have something to physically write with, um, if, if your phone is something that you typically take notes with, that's, that's fine. Um, but I want to just explain the, the purpose of having a, a pen and paper and something to tangibly uh, write with. So, so once we get those passed out, I'll kind of go from there. 
On your note-taking paper, write today's date. I pointed multiple arrows on the whiteboard to today's date. And the reason, the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm being really intentional about um, wanting to uh, make sure people have something to tangibly take notes with um, is because just as we, we talk about building foundations and pillars being built so that we can, we, we can ascend and go up from there, there has to be a constant pause. Well, that may not, may not make total sense, but there has to be, be a constant process of looking back, of self-reflecting, of, of taking a step back to make sure that the foundation that you originally built is still being walked on, that there's not cracks forming in it, that it doesn't have to be... Um, completely restructured and, and ripped out um, making sure that it that it is is still there being walked on the way that it was meant to be walked on and the way uh, a, a really effective way that you can do that is by being very intentional about taking notes um, again if you if you're the kind of person I've never been this way but if you're the kind of person who likes to take notes on your phone um, and that works for you, that's good. The reason I don't do it is because I don't know how many times I've caught myself taking notes on my phone, um, days, weeks, months down the road, whatever it is, I look back and I'm like, what the heck was this? Like there's no storage left on my phone and I just start deleting stuff and then all those notes I took are gone, right? The cool thing with um, the, the, a tool that works really well for, me, for Amber and I, if you can't see, I have two notebooks up here and the word and these two notebooks are two out of probably like five that I have stored at home. Um, actually, I have three notebooks up here. Um, the, it, it, it's really effective for us to take tangible notes because one, it, it forces you when, when there's a speaker, when there's something being, being released, you, you have to be really in tune with what they're saying. You, you can't just, you know, I don't know, for, I guess for lack of a better word, like it's, it's easy to, to just text stuff but not really be conscious of, of what, you're, what you're doing, right? But physically writing it out, tan tangibly writing it out, causes you to really turn your focus because it's slower, it's more deliberate. You have to have a certain degree of penmanship, right? So you can go back and actually reflect on what you wrote. Um, and then I would encourage you to, when you write notes like that, to keep them. We, when, we, when we were coming up to this, this week, um, at one point I found myself looking back at like, looking back at notes that were probably like four or five years old. Um, and um, receiving what was being spoken through those notes now um, so much more intensely than I was even then. Because those notes started the, the, the process of something that brought me to where I am, right? So I would encourage people to, to take notes, save those notes, date those notes, um, uh, keep them over time and constantly allow or constantly it might have to start as more of like a, like a forced thing where you have to be intentional about going back and reflecting um, 
but be intentional about going back and looking at old notes and allowing yourself to um, constantly go back to correct that trajectory, right? We've talked about correcting that trajectory where you can start at one point and if you're not constantly reconciling yourself back to the Father, back to the original intent, back to where he wanted you to be, you're going to end up just completely shooting off in a different trajectory and then you're going to find yourself in this giant breach um, completely separated from where the original tent was supposed to be, right? So allow yourself to constantly go back. Um, so I just wanted to kind of share, uh, share, share an effective tool and, and challenge people to, to do that tonight, taking notes, but then moving on from tonight, understand that what's, what we're talking about tonight is, is just the beginning of these next two weeks of forcing ourselves, I guess for maybe not the best way to say it, but maybe for some of us forcing ourselves to, to go back and reflect on those things and making sure that the foundation is shored up and, and, and we're ready to build. Okay. Does everyone feel okay right now? Okay. Does anyone feel heavy, excited, zoned out? Is, is somebody like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned notes, and some people are like, um, the the two things that we that we're gonna focus on tonight. It's gonna be split up between this week and next week, like like it was said. Um, the two things that we're gonna focus on tonight are the first two pillars that that were released that we we had the opportunity to walk through. Those first pillars are blood versus blood and ministry of reconciliation. Before I start sharing some of the um, points below those, I do want to just also take an opportunity for people that are in this room that may not know, but then also people who are tuning in that may not know, um, kind of just what the, like how Kingdom Heirs became Kingdom Heirs. Um, I won't go into a ton of detail, but if I could almost position myself as sort of like a, um, sort of like a family historian, of just kind of going back to where we where we started and 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 real briefly just the process of of what we walked through to get to to who we are today as kingdom heirs um in the beginning just kidding um i'm gonna go way back the the foundation of um of, of kingdom heirs was was rooted and started in in relationship when uh but before i think kingdom heirs was even conceptualized there there was um a, a group of people who felt the press felt the call back then we didn't really have the terminology for it but we felt the spirit of invitation to dive deeper into relationship to go beyond just church membership to go beyond just well, I'm, I'm just going to sit here on a Sunday morning and just go week to week to week. I want more than that. There, there was a spirit of invitation that was put out there that a lot of people felt pressed to respond to. Out of that came a lot of deep relationship, a lot of roots that were, that were built, a community that was formed. And from that, we continued to really... Um, 
I don't know exactly where where King where the where the name Kingdom Heirs came in, um, but we 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 were walked through through a process of of really coming to that realization and that understanding that it's more than just church membership, that we are heirs of the kingdom, that that who we are meant to be are sons and daughters, right? We went from orphanhood to sonship. We went from um, chaos and disorder and just running around and, and, and crisis to crisis to feeling that that draw to consistency to family to relationship to community um, kingdom heirs was then was then uh, formed on the foundation of of raw restoration real relationship and radical reach out those were were, were the tenets of the way that we operated for 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 a while right we, we were focused on that raw restoration, that, that invitation to really dive into root level things that brought us out of crisis into restoration um, without being afraid of the process, without wanting to uh, hide ourselves anymore, um, w- without sidestepping the cross, right? He walked us through a process of going through the cross as opposed to around the cross. Then from that, real relationship can be formed. Not superficial relationship, not um, Sunday to Sunday relationship, not, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it was like, I'll pray for you. Not like, I'll, I'll pray for you and then call it good relationship, right? More like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you all night until we can figure this out. I'm going to stay up with you in your living room, sobbing, crying, punching holes in the wall until we figure this out. Real relationship that came from raw restoration, right? From that, he he gave us so many opportunities and so many positions to be able to, as a united community, as as a family who's gone through that process of, of restoration and relationship building, to be able to turn away from ourselves, right? Going from being inward focused, crisis to crisis, me, 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 how, how can I be served? How can I be helped? To turning it outward and saying, let's, let's, let's practice radical reach out. Um, a lot of that started in the body with us being, being able to radically reach out beyond ourselves to even just each other, all the way to different types of opportunities that he presented us with to go out into the community. Um, there was a long season where we, <laughs> I'm making it sound all dramatic. There was this really long season. Um, it was probably like a couple months. I'm, I'm bad with timelines. So yeah. Yeah. It was probably like two weeks and it just feels like it was longer because it was a process. <laughs> there, there was, there was a long time where, where he directed us to just, to just practice being selfless, go out into the community, go to a park, organize an event, join and, you know, t- take part in another event that, that's being hosted in, in the community. Um, get on Facebook Live. Stop hiding what's, what's in your own body, right? Turn out and literally use the tools that he's given you through social media, um, social gatherings, things like that to, to turn out, right? Radical reach out. Um, getting on Facebook Live and social media, I think for churches for a while was just crazy. It was radical, <laughs> not understood by by a lot of people. Um, maybe not even us fully when it first started. Um, 
but but he walked us through that process of 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 restoring and building relationship within the house within ourselves within our family to then turn out right um there was there was that huge shift from church to family and from members to sons and daughters he walked us through a process of exposure can can everybody see the board so far in the room i don't know if live can see it he walked us through what it looks like to to go through exposure um the fine-toothed comb burning of boats separating the wheat from chaff does everybody remember all those things that were that were spoken and released um we we were walked through um well let me let me back up a little bit i want to i want to highlight something that amber uh was saying something that missy said um and just really highlight the 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 leadership that we had in apostle justin and apostle tanya um operating in they they themselves having that revelation of, of sonship to then being willing to turn out and express that 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 expression of adoption that expression of family on on other people there was there was that chain reaction that happened um, through their own process of exposure and, and walking through those those restor- restorative processes, um, the correction of trajectory, experiencing the fine toothed comb in their own life, and then turning out and multiplying that 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 allowed this this family, um, you know, by by God's grace to to come together the way that it did. The fine. Does everybody remember the the fine toothed comb? Um, it was it wasn't like necessarily a, a whole sermon, but it, but it was something that was really highlighted for um, for probably quite a while when he was just walking us through a process of um, going through different levels of exposure, going through different levels of. Um, Again, at the time, trying to correct our trajectory and shifting from being just listeners or talkers or believers of the word into actually being doers of the word, there there was this like fine-toothed comb that continued to come through us. There was so much exposure that was being um, put on us. There was so many, uh, even in our relationship, there were, there were so many things that were hidden, root-level issues. Um, <laughs> deep levels of of hurt um injustice things that that aren't of the kingdom that were in there that have been established for a long time within us that fine-tooth comb came through the home came through each one of us as individuals and separated the things that were not kingdom from the things that are kingdom we talked about the process or not the process but we, we we talked about um burning boats what was the i I know it but i'm completely drawing a blank on on who that was that there was a story that that was founded i'm completely drawing a blank was it cortez yeah spanish conquistador yeah i'm sure there was like three or four different guys that's probably why i'm drawing a blank but um you know there's this story that they literally um 
arrived on a new land, and in order to force themselves to establish themselves on that land, they, they burned the boats. They, they got rid of their option to be able to, to, to run, to get away, right? He walked us through those processes of literally keeping ourselves and allowing others to keep us accountable uh, and, and get rid of those those outs, right? Get, get rid of those, those ways that we can... Um, Get rid of, getting rid of the back door, getting rid of those things that that um, in the previous way that we that we would walk um, would, would it would be easy to just go from Sunday to Sunday. It would be easy to just say ah, that, that's that's too hard or that word's not for me. Um, he snapped us into an, a level of alignment where it was like that is that is for me, even if it doesn't feel like it's for me. What in that is he trying to expose in me? What in that is he trying to share with me? What in that can I take, make mine, uh, correct that trajectory, and then turn out, right? There was, there was a, it was a really an intense process. Um, Apostle Justin released on separating the wheat from the chaff on the threshing floor. Does everybody remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. It was painful. Um, there's a there's a process in agriculture where you separate where where all this 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 wheat gets piled into a threshing floor. In order to separate that wheat, you have to you have to go through the threshing process. I'm not a, I'm not a big agri- agricultural guy. Hopefully hopefully you can get the, uh, the the picture that I'm that I'm painting. You have to flail it. That that's 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 part of that's in the definition of threshing is is a flailing process. Um, I'm sure we all went through a flailing process where you separate the wheat, right? The, the, the harvest that you have, the, the, the thing that can be made into something new from the chaff, the, the stuff that, that needs to just get, get thrown out, the stuff that's not meant to multiply needs to be burned, <laughs> needs to be um, rid of. That was another really intense season in, in kind of the, the foundation of where we are now, Right. There, there's all these different things that he walked us through where, where we're constantly bringing it back to the original tent. We're, we're constantly um, self-reflecting, examining, allowing others to process us and not not wanting to just shut off and, and, and set ourselves back and say, well, that, that's not for me or I disagree with you. But he walked us through the, the practicing of that Hebrew mindset where instead of having a, a Greek or, or an American mindset where we say, my way is right and your way is wrong. Let's argue about it or vice versa. But instead approaching it with a Hebrew mindset and saying something you have is right. Something I have is right. Let's synergize and seek the truth, not my truth versus your truth. Let's seek the truth, right? He, he, we were forced in so many different ways to, um, with, with so much grace, um, to walk through that process ourselves of, of, of trying to um, position ourselves in a way of when something was released or when God gave us a revelation or when he was poking at something to not step back and say, well, well, that's not, that's not my truth or I disagree with that or that's too hard, right? To yeah, or, or just like Amber said, agree to disagree, right? That's not a. So, 
moving forward from from those foundational things that were poured into us that we had to constantly walk through and practice moving forward from that we we began to practice being doers of the word right not just feel good scripture reading or 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 just taking bits and pieces out of out of the word that fit into the sermon or that fit into make me feel good right he 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 challenged us and we were pressed to be doers of the word to eat the word to consume the word to allow ourselves to become the word right because ultimately kind of you know kind of going back to to how we had raw restoration real relationship and then radical reach out you can't have that radical reach out you you can't yourself turn out and go outward as a reflection of christ if you have not consumed him right if you have not allowed christ to be in you otherwise you're just perpetuating um religion whatever ugliness is inside you you're just perpetuating and turning out and continuing to multiply the things that have negatively multiplied within you does that make sense um so then uh understanding like it was it was really it was really intense for me to go back through um go back through my notes and i want to just uh, I, I guess kind of expose and just be honest with you guys if it feels like i'm kind of bouncing all over the place um i i apologize for that my i have so many stinking notes to go through in the best way possible right it's not like a, it wasn't like a, like a burden or anything but it was it was really intense trying to take everything that he spoke all those things that that were written down all those revelations that were that were released to try to like put it into a friday night block of time right which is why again you know what what i said earlier about this is just the beginning of of this several week process of us being able to um take these things and, and really continue to let to allow ourselves to go back re-examine um and, and shore up the foundation and move forward from there um so moving forward it's it's crazy to understand and think that all of these things that he was that he was doing all of these things that he was releasing in the moment feel they, they were really intense they were really challenging they were really pressing um really exciting all in the same sense but i want you to 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 see the perspective of where we're at now with the pillars that have been released and look back at all the things that that were released in years prior and see that those were like the building of the pillars that we have now so think even further right we 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 always think generation generationally we always think beyond just here and now right he he causes us to to be very intentional and focused on on here and now but he also called us to walk um with a level of understanding that here and now and where i'm at now is not the end all right there's there's generational um truths there's there's multiplication that needs to happen so think about how all those things that were released that we walked through years prior led up to where we're at now where we have these pillars now think about let him speak to you prophetically about the pillars that we're establishing now think about how many floors he's going to build on top of that if if we put it in the the analogy of building a structure 
right? Think about how many levels of ascension he's, he's going to walk us through, but then also continue to, to cause yourself to, to bring it back and understand that this can't happen until this is taken care of. Okay. Um, I want to now shift a little bit and focus on um, the, the, the two pillars that we want to focus on tonight. Those, those two things being blood versus blood and then ministry or reconciliation. What is, um, what's the main scripture, or maybe not scripture, but, but what's the, the main uh, reference to the word that we, that we refer to when we talk about blood versus blood? The lineage of Jesus, where is that, Megan? That's the beginning of Matthew. So the, the first chapter of Matthew, the first chunk of it is explaining the lineage from father to son all the way through the generations that led to, to, to Jesus, to the birth of Jesus. It's been highlighted and pointed out that once you, once you get to that point where it, exp, it explains the birth of Jesus, there's no, there's no generations that go beyond that. It doesn't explain generations that happened after Jesus, right? Well, why is that? It's because when we talk about blood versus blood, let me back up a little bit. When, when we say blood versus blood, that refers to like my blood versus Jacob's blood. Biologically, we're different we're different families. We don't have biologically the same blood. Well, we believe in a kingdom family model where blood in the kingdom means blood, right? Am I explaining that right? Where my blood is his blood because we've both been reconciled back to the father through Jesus's blood and, and, and the, the, the process that he went through, right? So it's blood versus blood. It's, it's, it's trying to bring a reconciliation of, in, in, in bringing back to the original intent, original intent of, of family, right? We talk about God the Father, Jesus, like the elder brother, and then the Holy Spirit is like a, like a comforting motherly presence, right? That's a family model. That's the model that we that we believe in, that we're founded on, that we continue to, to bring ourselves back to. So we talk about blood versus blood being um, the process of us constantly going back to your blood is your blood is my blood. We are we are a part of this 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 kingdom DNA and this family model. Um Is everyone doing okay? Is this a lot, or is it is it is it okay for now? Okay. Um. I feel. I'm sorry. I'm kind of pausing a little bit because I kind of feel like I have a set of notes, and I feel like he's speaking a little bit differently than what I have on my notes. <laughs> he's ruining my my notes. And all these notes written out, and all this stuff drawn, and. 
It's kind of changing now. blood versus blood and not just not just talking about it but really understanding it and walking it out is difficult it's it's really difficult to like to to get rid of that separation because it forces you to to dwell together so i can't if we if we talk about being a kingdom family and following that 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 family model and really pressing into an understanding and walking out that that blood concept that family blood concept i can't get away from missy like she's she's my blood right i can't get away from alexa and eddie whether you whether you irritate me, whether you mess up or I mess up, we're, we're blood, we're family. That's very, that's difficult, that's, that's challenging, it presses you, it's hard. But it is also, speaking from experience, the most, one of the most rewarding things, one of the, remote, one of the most rewarding models that we're able to walk out and express in, in, in the world that we live in. Because just as intense as it is, as I can't get away from Alexa and Eddie, it's also an absolute blessing that I can't get away from Alexa and Eddie, right? I can't get away from Megan and she can't get away from me. And Amber can't get away from me and I can't get away from you. It's pressing, it's challenging, it's also extremely rewarding because in that family model, we're allowed to experience a fuller expression of the kingdom on earth, right? Because just as we've walked through that process of understanding um, family going from, from church members to sons and daughters and, and really developing that family model, he positions us constantly in a place to be able to experience that, um, that, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it. Um, he, he allows us to experience that expression of his kingdom on earth through family. Family is the foundation. Family is the answer. It's the way that so many things that, that the world that the church, that society struggles with, is going to get answers. It's 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 the way that that it's it's meant to be. It's the model that is in heaven, right? So if we're called to walk in that model, why? I guess just kind of boldly saying, like, why why would we not want to dive so deep into that? Because he's also walked us through a process of not compartmentalizing the word, 
right? Not compartmentalizing the kingdom and saying, well, I want this part of the word or I want this revelation, but I don't want that one, right? I want all the spiritual gifts and I want the evangelism and I want, I want the, the, the spotlight to be on the kingdom in me, but I don't want community. I don't want a relationship. I don't want the family model that all of this is founded on, right? That's a hard thing to chew on. That's a hard thing to, to walk out but it is the answer to the fullest expression of kingdom on earth, which is what we're ultimately called to do, is then moving into the next point of ministry of reconciliation, we are called to constantly, because we've been reconciled back to the Father through Christ's death, we are, we are, we are charged with the, the ministry of reconcil- reconciliation, reconciling the earth, reconciling his children that have not been reconciled yet back to him. Right? Thanks, Gabe. Um, so, so then, moving on for, to the next pillar of Ministry of Reconciliation, there are two, there's two scriptural references, um, at, least, at least that I'll, that I'll refer to for right now as, as the main references for Ministry of Reconciliation. Um, does anybody know where those are? I'm trying to see if people are catching on to the fact that I wrote it on the board. <laughs> people are like, um, and then other people in the room are like, I got it. <laughs> The, the, the main, the references that I want to refer to are 2 Corinthians, narrowing it down, chapter 5, 17 through 21, and then Ephesians 2, 14 through 16. Um, and I want to just read those real quick. And I'll read them, I'll read them kind of slow, because as I read it, I want you to be able to hear um, not just the scripture being read as, as a reference, but hear the words that are being spoken and, and try to really understand how the process of, of reconciliation, that the ministry of reconciliation is such a, such a wide, um, such a wide span. It, it's such a um, like consuming thing. It's not just a, I'm just going to get reconciled or I'm just, I'm just going to reconcile such and such. It's, it's so like encompassing and, and, and I'll expand on that here in a little bit. This is 2 Corinthians 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciled, was, I'm sorry, was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now I'll read Ephesians 2. This is Ephesians 2.14. 
For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. It's so... um, it's so powerful when, when you think about reconciliation, not just being like a, a quick, a quick thing that happens, not in a, not in a negative way, like it's like it's too daunting. But it's also so powerful to see it as this process of closing a gap or a separation, a breach that has happened between first us and the Father. Right, because going back to that foundational principle, we have to have first established and maintained and be consistent and cling in that relationship between ourselves and the Father, and then ourselves and our, our spouse or our, our significant others, and then our family, and then you move out from there. Right? It has to start with that vertical relationship as the foundation. So when when you when you think about how powerful it is that process of of being reconciled back to Christ, you're being brought back to closing that breach back to the heavenly foundation, the heavenly dwelling place that you're supposed to operate from, being brought back to the original intent. We then, because we have walked out of, again, going back, walked out of a crisis to crisis lifestyle, because we've gone through that reconciliation process back to the original tent, back to the center point, are then responsible for, which is a, which is a really weighty thing if you think about it, not, not just saying like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, so I'm responsible for doing this. I'm responsible for evangelizing or responsible for, for, for speaking the word. But I'm responsible because I've been reconciled to then turn the process of reconciliation out from myself through, well, I mean, through the ministry of reconciliation. Like, I don't want to like overcomplicate it, but at the same time, just put emphasis on on how important that is. Um, the reconciliation process that he's that he's shared with us as one of these pillars has has been it, it was it was it's in the word it wasn't like we received the re, the, re, the revelation that there's this re, ministry of, of reconciliation it, it's in the word um but the way that that it's been presented to this body the way that we've been pressed to walk it out has really come from the the years prior in in, in the foundation being built to, to where we're at meaning I can't turn out and walk out the reconciliation process unless I go back to very basic things and constantly go back to very basic things, right? I'm going to ask a really hard question. Do we have secret time? Do we have that time where you focus on none of the outside distractions that are going on, None of the, none of the um, 
chaos that could be happening around you, not trying to turn out, not trying to do all this, this work, but just going back to, do I spend time on my face? Do I spend time in his presence? Do I spend time reading, eating, digesting the word? And I'm speaking to myself because with two boys at home and the busy lives that we live, it is so easy for me to just say, well, I'm just, I'm just so busy. I'm so tired. You know, I, I, can't, I can't get up in the morning. When my alarm goes off, I just sleep through it. It's, it's so easy to just forget that very foundational thing, right? That was, such a, that was such a press, even in and of itself, when it was like really challenged on us um, years prior when it was like, you, you have to establish this. You have to have a secret time. Now, moving forward in these pillars and all the things that he's revealing to us, if we don't continue to go back to that and understand that that's the foundation, it's going to slip away. It's going to start to, to dwindle. It's going to get shorter and shorter. It's going to get less and less significant. And then you have that trajectory shoot off from the original tent that he wants you to be at, right? And that's where we, we then talk about all these breaches that happen. Does everybody remember when we talked about breaches? A breach being uh, a distancing or a separation of myself from his intent, right? There's this breach that happens when your trajectory um, gets shot off in the wrong direction and you're, and you're not being reconciled and brought back to his original intent. If this is his intent and you forget your foundation and you forget the things that he's called you to constantly to walk in first before moving forward, you start to over time just go out and out and out. And then you have this big breach that's in between you and the father in the original tent, right? We, we all know that. Um, so that's where um, we, we constantly have to go back to those foundational things, which is what we're, we're practicing again, starting tonight and then moving forward into the next couple weeks is really practicing those reviewing those foundational things and making sure that we're understanding those before we just before we just move on and start building um, before you know that that any little bit even if it's just so minor even if you're um, just like maybe maybe kind of a dumb way to say it but like even if you're just way in tune with the original in intent and you're just you're, you're you're so on track if there's that little bit of division in you and it's not addressed now when our apostles come back when those foundations um are built upon and new levels are are are, are, are raised up that tiny little bit of division that little crack that little breach is, is going to get really big um so I don't know. I don't know how anybody else is feeling so far. I know this week leading up to tonight, um, we were really pressed in a lot of areas because we, again, like we went back through years of notes and it was like, we, we, we know that, that the father and his presence and his spirit is, is omnipresent, right? Well, there were times looking at our notes where it felt like mama Tanya was omnipresent and she reached back from 2015 and punched me in the face in a really, in a really good way. <laughs> um, 
Mama Tanya, if you're listening, thank you for punching me in the face, correcting my trajectory. Um, we, we have to, we have to get this. Um, I, I, I'll just be, I'll just be bold in saying that what he's walked this body through has been very difficult. It's been challenging it's been pressing it's been extremely rewarding humbling it's 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 allowed us to to access um levels of his presence and, and understanding um maybe not to the fullest yet but 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 really tapping into what it means to to dwell in his presence to, to dwell in that heavenly place and move um from the cross from heaven and go beyond just the you know just a salvation message Right to to take it so much further into to really walking out that reconciliation process first in ourselves, but then also into the world that we that we are in. Um, sorry guys I keep hearing I keep feeling like there needs to be there's still a lot of like time left in the service but I keep feeling like there's there's a, a shift that needs to happen just in a couple minutes um, Sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm pausing for so long. Um, the the shift that I'm that I'm feeling is the reason it's kind of throwing me off is because I'm I'm like a really note oriented person. Um, I'm a very in my mind I'm a very like structured person, um, especially when it comes to trying to present things. Um, and I, he's like, I'm he's totally taking me out of my comfort zone and wanting to turn it from following my notes to like just just taking it a little, a little bit further out of even my comfort zone um the the thing that i'm feeling is um i keep it's like the whole page that i have is blacked out when i like when i'm standing here and i glance at it the whole thing is blacked out except one note that i have that says reconciliation requires action um and also also walking out family and blood versus blood requires action you know action is required no matter no matter what we do no matter what he walks us through 
no matter what is revealed to us, there's action that's required because we're doers and not just talkers, right? That's, the, that's, that's such a, a critical foundational piece of, of who he's called this family to be is doers and not just talkers, right? Which can be hard. Right now he's asking me to be a doer instead of a note taker. <laughs> um, did you want to, did you have something that you wanted to share in addition to this before we shift a little bit? Okay. So I, I think with part of making it, like moving it into action, I think it just needs to be a little bit more practical. Um, so let's flip back to this so that we can look at these stairs. Okay. So just look at the foundation. Just make it practical. The last argument you had, did you go into it thinking, I'm right, you're wrong, let's have this conversation so I can tell you. Okay. There needs to be some reconciliation in that because you're still not walking in the Hebrew mindset. Because if you're going into the conversation like, you're wrong, you need to listen to what I'm telling you because you're totally wrong. Let me convince you that you're wrong. That needs to be reconciled because that is not what he said, right? Practical step number one, make that, turn that into action. You have notes right now? Write it down. Step one. Okay. Raw restoration. Is that real in your life? What does that mean? Do we, un do we understand what raw restoration means? Can anybody answer that question? If somebody came up to you on the street and was like, I heard your guys' logo or whatever you want to call it is raw restoration, real relationship, radical reach out. What does that mean? Can you regurgitate that? Is that real in your life to where you can say like, oh yeah, totally. Reconcile that. Put it on your notes. So practically, raw restoration. That is ugly. That sucks in the process until you get to the other side. Raw restoration. Give me an example. What was our raw restoration? Like, <laughs> like all of it. Yeah. Okay, so pornography. So when, when, I'm trying to figure out how to say that. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> I'm going to start rapping. Um, okay, um, raw restoration. When pornography came out in our relationship, before we even got married. Okay, so let me tell you the mindset I had of who Jason was. The, what, who Jason was portrayed to be was holy art thou never maketh thy mistake <laughs> like <laughs> totally phenomenal um, and so then when that happened it was like I don't even know who you are and we're engaged <laughs> and now that to us was the the bomb drop like we're supposed to be getting married and I don't know anything about you at this point because my perception of you just blew out the window that was the first step of our raw restoration and that sucked and it was a process and it took time to walk through all of that okay in that we had a, a foundation of real relationship 
with our apostles. At that time, they were pastors and they were people who just kind of ran a group on the side that called themselves kingdom heirs and they still at that point were reaching out to us to create real relationship if that real relationship wasn't there to where I could say like we're struggling with this and we're not married and I'm falling apart because I've loved him since I knew what love was to my understanding and now I have no idea. Like, if I didn't have that level of real relationship, I don't, I don't know that we would have made it, even at that point. Next, radical reach out. That, <laughs> that's outward. This is community. You do this within yourself so that you can radically reach out within the community. It doesn't just stop it. I have an awesome testimony. And we have a community that is broken and devastated. And like, just look at the social media right now and continue on, right? Can you regurgitate this? We moved from a church to an ecclesia. Who can tell me what ecclesia means? Governmental family, what does that mean? A governmental family creates order, right? It's not just church on Sunday, we sing our three songs, have our awesome worship, have a good word, go home, don't think about it. Grandma asks you at lunch, how was church? It's good. I don't remember what they talked about. (laughs) Okay. So we moved out of that into an ecclesia where we now not only go to church on Sunday, but we have family every single day. We have family at two o'clock in the morning. We have family when we're punching holes in the walls. We have family who's gonna help fix the hole in the wall. Like it's not just, it's not just, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm so glad you're here today. Oh, where are you visiting from? And you're like, I've been here 10 years. Thank you, I'm glad I'm here today glad you recognized me okay real real family okay can you regurgitate that adoption that was the next like (laughs) when they asked us to be spiritual children apostle tanya and justin when they adopted us i said yes keeled over and had no idea why i was healing over (laughs) now i know looking back like that that point shifted me because up until that point, I was a seed in somebody's pocket, and they're like, mm, you're still too little. I'll call you when you grow up to be something. And instead, they picked me up, said, you know what, I know you're a seed, I don't know if you're gonna be a weed or a flower, but I'm gonna plant you and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna turn into something, right? And they were that nurturing set of adoption so that I could grow up to be something, so that I can then plant seeds to adopt, right? That flipped my life. <laughs> Close the gap. Um, that goes back to, oh, you're talking about the Ministry of Reconciliation, right? I don't know why I'm flipping it. For effect, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Close the gap. So again, this is a fundamental step. If you have gaps in these things, don't try to get perspective. Okay, 
you're, you're going to lose perspective if you have a gap. It's going to immediately throw you off. Close the gaps. That's a fundamental thing. Perspective. What was that short for? Yeah, we... Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's the acute triangle over here. Flip it. Perfect. This one. This is the perspective. So if the father's telling you to go lateral and you're like, well, vertical. What? Okay. Sorry. If he's telling you to go up and you're like, well, that one's hard. That one's going to take a little bit more effort. And you're having to, like, you're creating that gap there. Or he's saying, like, I want you to just look at this one thing. And you're like, I don't want to touch it. Right? Your perspective is going to be thrown off. That's a fundamental thing. Because if you, if your perspective is thrown off, I know Jason hit on this, but if your perspective is thrown off, if your column is like this, it's not holding anything. Okay? Flip it. Doers of the word. So this, again, goes back to the very foundation of like, I mean, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but we're not just going to, I'm trying to think of a way to make that practical. Like, I'm reading a word, and it resonates with me, and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And then you're out in the community, and he said, I've given you the power to heal, and you're like, I don't really want to talk to them. <clears throat> Be a doer. That's a fundamental thing. And then dwelling in unity. That has been the biggest struggle <laughs> that we're still walking through. The level of unity you have to walk in to dwell, like, that's hard. I don't know how many times we've had meetings where it's like everything under the rug that's been swept under there for like six months because we don't want to actually sweep it up gets revealed and you're like, I thought we were dwelling. And you're like, not really. <laughs> but that, that is another basic fundamental thing that we really have to grab onto because the commanded blessings that are coming from the next floor, the blessings that fall from dwelling in unity, we won't be able to withhold them. We won't be able to withstand the amounts, the, the um, massive amount of like the provision that comes from dwelling in unity and the resource and all that kind of stuff without that basic knowledge of unity and not just like let's get together and we had a fun day we're unified do you think the same are you on the same thinking pattern do you talk the same if somebody asks you a question and then asks your spouse a question or your brother a question, are you going to respond the same? That is the level of unity that this body is called to walk in. And it's not just, like all of this is amazing. 
but it's not like Missy started to talk talk about it in the beginning. It, this isn't just a word for kingdom heirs. And Megan said this when she was releasing. This isn't just the outline that kingdom heirs follows. This is the heavenly download to get any type of breakthrough, to bring any type of whatever you would need comes from this foundation. So if there's gaps in this, if you're keeling over in frustration over what I'm saying now, like that, that is gonna need to be reconciled. Is that kind of making sense of like how to make this practical? Well, I feel, um, I feel like when we, when we talk about when she was just sharing practically what that, what that looks like and walking some of those things out, I feel like, um, I'm personally being pressed to actually follow through with some action right now. Um, like I was saying earlier, the, the whole week leading up to tonight of just reviewing so many so many pages of notes and so many things that were revealed in the past and, and what those pressed on me now at a greater level of you know having gotten a download or a revelation and, and t- taking time to walk it out and practice it now going back and seeing where that came from and just how intense that is um i want us to be able to to take that opportunity to uh, activate that a little bit to uh, take a little bit of action, whether that's like if you have a notebook with you and you're and you're physically going back through certain notes or on your phone in certain notes, um, or if that's that's a matter of um, whether you're in your chair or you have to get on your face and you have to really dive deep in yourself and let the Father really press on areas in you where those there are those little gaps or big gaps or you know w- those areas where those breaches are. Um, I, I feel even in myself a, a real press right now to try and um, take action and, and focus on some of those things so that we can, when we end tonight and we go into tomorrow and then Sunday and then Monday, all the way up to next Friday, we're able to build even in our own selves on that foundation so that the next week it goes even further. And then from there, once our apostles get back in, in that 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 other level is is released we're ready to go um because the where i mean let's let's just let's just be real with with where things are at right now um be real with where yourself is at right now be real about the things that we're seeing on um on social media on the news the things that are being presented there is there is deep root level um evil, hurt, pain, um, massive breaches, massive distancing, uh, being exposed. And it's not by coincidence that he's bringing a body of people, not just in this room, not just like a kingdom heirs group, but anybody who's tuning in, anybody who's hungry for that word, it's, it's not by coincidence that as chaos and, and disorder and evil is it seems to be ramping up in the world that we live in, he's also causing a group of people to walk so intensely in that level of reconciliation, going back to his original intent. At the same time, this is happening. It's like we're um, it's like we're going 
th things have, have been clashing and, and things have, have been happening for, for a long time. But it's it's such an intense, uh, like, like I had this intense vision of these two sides, um, even in themselves, in the in in the things that the Father's walking us through, it, and in the world that's uh, being that's presenting the opposite of the kingdom. That even in those two realms, there's going to be a correction of trajectory where they they intersect intensely. Right, we're we're in such a season of of um, getting loud on both ends of the spectrum. People are getting loud on, on all, all ends of the spectrum and, and on both fronts, right? Kingdom and not kingdom, heaven and earth. And there's, there's what I feel is like there's going to be this, this intense intersection. Um, and we have to, in order to be able to not just get through that, but in order to be able to hit that head on and in order to be able to walk out the things he wants us to walk out, in order to be reflections of heaven on earth, in order to really um, bring reconciliation to that breach because he's charged us with the, the ministry of reconciliation, we have to make sure that we're constantly going back to that foundation, to those, to those, those foundation principles, right? So I wanna, I wanna put a little bit of action to those words tonight um, and just take I mean, it's 8 o'clock right now. I don't know if this is going to take 5, 10, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the, the Father, whatever the Spirit wants to, wants to do with it. But um, Gabe, if, if we could just get music turned up a little bit, I want people to first start by, um, I don't know if this helps anybody, but it helps me to kind of walk through like practically how to, how to, how to walk out action. Because it's easy for us to just be like, let's activate, and then some people know how to just jump right on it, and some people it, it can it can take a little bit, right? So so if you're feeling like it has to like it's going to take a little bit, you don't really know how to take action right now. I want you to start by first um, reflecting on the the years prior up until now. What has he revealed to you? What has he spoken to you? What has he said to you? Um, what is he? What is he? Uh, asks you to do that you are doing and aren't doing. Go from there. Be careful not to let yourself like wallow in it, right? And and just make it like a pity party, right? That that you're just you're you're this big breach of a person. But allow that reconciliation process to then start to happen. Allow him to walk you through what it looks like to reconcile yourself back to him so that you can then turn out and walk out that reconciliation going forward, okay? Um, challenge, uh, challenge yourself. Um, if he's asking you to literally take physical action in a certain way and get on your face or stand in the corner, um, lay down, whatever that is, let him speak to you. Let him, let him um, walk you through that process of, of what it looks like to take action um, and we'll, uh, we'll see where, we'll see where the, the spirit wants to take it from there.
okay, I want you guys to stay um, postured how you are. I just feel like um, the call to action, um, it lines up with where we're at. This month itself is where we put action to what we've been saying, where we actually put the walk to the talk. So I want you to just position yourself the way you were. If your head was bowed, if your eyes were closed, you can go back to that same position. Because in this action, I what I started to feel like he was saying is that we don't really know how to tap into that. If one of the foundational things that we need to do is secret time, and we can't all say absolutely yes, every day I'm doing my secret time, we were missing a very foundational step. And I feel like right now he just wants us to take this to a very elementary, extremely basic level. Because we, most of us, have been so far removed from his voice that we have a little bit of a hard time just sitting with him and allowing him to speak to us about anything, what he thinks of us, or foundational things like our mindset. And so I want you to just posture yourself where you are closed off from the world. Put your phone away, put your notebook away, scoot away from your significant other if you need to, to make room for him. And I want you to just close your eyes and give yourself a moment to tap into what he's saying. So I'm going to just give you some questions that I want you to ask. I feel like he's saying, take it that basic, make it so elementary that it becomes just a little bit of a, okay, I, I think I can do that. It's not that hard because I think sometimes we make it so difficult of what it's supposed to look like, how he's supposed to sound. Was that me? Was that my imagination? Was that him? So I want you to just close your eyes for a second and I just want you to start with one basic question and I want to encourage you, the very first thing you hear is him. Don't trade into, well, this is just me. The very first thing you hear is him. So I want you to ask him and allow him to be honest with you and do not shut it down if he tells you something other than what you want to hear. But I want you to ask him, do I operate with a Hebraic mindset? He speaks immediately. He doesn't need a whole lengthy amount of time. So whatever he told you, that's, that's, what, that's him speaking. The next thing I want you to ask him is, what is something that I'm operating in that is not of your kingdom? What are the things that I've traded into that aren't of you? And then when he shares those with you, ask him what it is that you can trade into to swap those things out for his kingdom principles, for his kingdom.
I'm, I'm making it a rush thing, but these are just some of those basic things to start with in that practice of the secret time. If that's not something you are already doing, start with a few basics like this. And then this week, I want to encourage you that to take that time, if that means five minutes to start your day, and I want you to ask him every single time, can you please expose something that is a crack in the foundation of what I know of your kingdom? And let him begin to show you those things throughout the week so we can exchange those things with what he has. These things, this right here. Take a picture of it if you didn't get one. Write it down if you didn't get it because this is what he wants us set in. If we were not operating in all of these things, then this week take that time and wrestle with those things. Wrestle with the things that he brings up to you in your secret time. Trade those things out for what he has to offer you. If there are mindsets that you're operating in that do not line up with his kingdom, this is the month to trade those out. This is the month to break off the iniquity that is on that structure, what you've built out of who you think he is, how his kingdom operates, what he looks like, what he does, what family really is, what church should look like. If you've traded in and you're erecting a structure that is not of him, this is the month to break those things off and walk a little different. Jason and Amber talked about the the arrow that was down here. This is a month of checking your alignments, reviewing your alignments. Did he not set all this up for us to take a break to review where we're headed? Because if you're not lined up with this, you are off, who knows, doing something that is not, that's not what he has for you. So review those alignments, review, am I in line? Am I in line with what your kingdom is saying? Am I in line acting like a son? Am I doing what you created me for? Remember, this is that month that we become the catalyst. You set yourself up this month for the trajectory that you're on for the next few months. You'll see the fruit of this a few months from now. So it's time to check those mindsets, those hearts, positions, the things that we've traded into that are not of him and exchange those with him. This month is literally a month where we are given strength to go from one level to the next. Like we're checking the foundation because in the next month we're going to another level of strength. That you, he, he, that's heaven lining up, it's earth lining up with heaven. So I would just challenge you this week, if, if some of the things that Amber and Jason were talking about tonight are just kind of annoying and really frustrating and, well, I don't really do that because that's not me and that's not how I was raised, then check that with him and ask him, what do you have to say about that? Because that's not what was in my bloodline. That's not what was in my culture growing up. What do you have to say about that? And allow him to bring you the inheritance of heaven that he wants you to be walking in, the legacy that he wants you to be walking in as a son. This month is a month where we, we recognize Jacob and Esau and the choice that was made there. So you can line yourself up with an inheritance of heaven, or you can line yourself up with an inheritance that is not of his kingdom. It is literally a month to choose. I'm going to say yes to this. I'm going to say yes to what you have for me. And yes to all of it. Yes to being a son. Yes to the foundation so that you can rest here. So that this place can look a little more like heaven right? This is the month that Holy Spirit fell. And 
And Holy Spirit's looking for that place to land that looks a little more like heaven. So let's be that family that operates that way. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.